Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And today, another money month banger. It is your power team. Why you need a good team on your side. Can you give me that one more time? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the choppers. <laughs> we are cancelled. This is not a tumor. <laughs> Uh, so today we're talking about, I guess, the professionals you should surround yourself with to help you fast track your mm. financial plan. Uh, Mike, a little bit of conflict of interest in this one? No, I don't think at all, really. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are going to talk about mortgage brokers and financial advisors, plus accountants and lawyers. Um, big thing here in terms of the disclaimer, you know. I mean, of course, we'd love you to come and work with us. Main thing is like, just go and work with somebody. Find yeah. somebody that you click with. You know, if you said you didn't click with Mike, you know, you either love him or you hate him. So, you know, he's a conflicting character. Would not be surprised <laughs> at all. Polarizing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Mike, why do we need um, like professionals? Well, I guess the thing is, apart from certain pieces of the transaction, if I think of property, you don't need mm. any of this, right? Like you could DIY it. However, it is exponentially better to have someone who has done this before, is a professional, and knows what they're doing on your side. And, you know, the classic Kiwi DIY, yeah, great, that's fine. But think about someone who's been doing these transactions or giving this advice or studying this or been in this market for a long time. They've made the mistakes. Mm. They know what to look out for. They know the, the minutiae that's going to trip you up. Uh, and by having someone smooth all of this out for you and give you a bit of guidance, everything becomes a lot quicker, a lot more cost efficient, and generally speaking, just a better experience. Yeah, and there's the the thing around it costs you money, right? People don't like to pay for stuff. Yeah. But the question is, if you don't use those persons, what will that cost you? Mm. And a lot of the time, it will end up costing you substantially more, which we'll talk about some examples. Yeah. So let's run into it. First, financial advisors. So the term financial advisor yeah. is thrown around a lot. There's lots of different types of financial advisors. Um, you might have an investment advisor, insurance advisor, a mortgage advisor. Your uncle at a barbecue is drunk and thinks he's an advisor. Oh, would Bob shut the hell up? Um, now, when it comes to like how I think of financial advice, I think about holistic financial mm. advice. So the roadmap based off your goals and values, um, projections going forward, budgeting, accountability, investment strategy, uh, protection strategy. Yeah. Now, like Mike said, you do not need a, a financial advisor um, because you can go and do all of it yourself. You can set a budget, you can set goals, you can work on investments, um, but there's probably a few reasons why you might use a financial advisor. The first is around accountability. Yeah. We get excited, right? We like get excited to like kind of plan our future, but then we're a little bit less excited. Yeah. Um, and having that accountability, knowing that you're going to be meeting with somebody to keep you on track is a really, really good piece. And I just see no world, I mean, depending on the fees, because there can be some astronomical fees, how you can't get a return on investment purely on accountability. Yeah. Um, I, I've never seen before. Yeah. And I think um, with the accountability piece, you know, your financial advisor, if they're a holistic financial advisor, um, should be fairly unbiased, mm. you know, like they shouldn't be kind of swinging you towards one product over another just because they get a bit of a commission or something That's like right. that. And I think when you are dealing with any profession where there's a, a high degree of information asymmetry, where one person knows a lot more in the transaction than the other person, like a financial advisor and a customer, you need to be really clear on 
what the fees are, where the commissions are coming from, uh, and any other way that they're getting paid. Uh, and I think we, we often see that with some people in the, in the mm. industry um, is that uh, you know, customers will come to us and they will have received advice from somewhere. Um, and if we stop and go, okay, just think about what that person does for a job, you know, if you're selling hammers, every problem's a nail. Yep, yeah, yeah. And I've certainly seen that in fields where there's just one solution getting pushed. Yeah. And I'm just like... Buy two. Yeah. Buy three. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. This, one, this is not the right thing. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with somebody and, you know, your boy's got a particular lifestyle. So conflict here. There's nothing wrong with a financial advisor getting paid. Oh. And commissions aren't necessarily a bad thing mm. because if they didn't get paid, though, they had to charge you a larger fee. Yeah. The main thing is how you know... They're doing the right thing for you and not the right thing for them. Yeah. Um, another piece with a financial advisor is an expert in their field. So the investment strategy is really big. Mm. So um, am I paying off my debt? Am I investing into shares? Am I investing into property? What is the right KiwiSaver provider for me? Working out all those different components, bringing it together to achieve the overall goal is really big. Yeah. Um, if, we, um, if we look at that just for a, for a quick second, picking the right KiwiSaver provider, James... How long do you think that conversation takes? Like, uh, have just a decent conversation and someone to know what they're roughly want and then to pick that. Probably like 10, 15 minutes. Cool. So 10, 15 minutes. Now, if I was starting from scratch and I thought, all right, I'm going to go and find the best KiwiSaver provider for me and hopefully get the same outcome as the conversation we've just had, that is going to take me significantly longer than 15 minutes. I'm going to have to go through all of the KiwiSaver providers that I think are relevant, and I'm going to have to chop some out that I don't think are relevant because, Lord, do you want to go through every KiwiSaver mm. provider? I will be thinking about what are they investing their funds into? Do this, does their investing style align with my role and values? What is the performance of the fund? I'm going to have to find out how the hell do I measure a performance because they all measure them slightly differently. Mm. Um, I'll have to look at the benchmarks they're using. And like all of this might take me week a week yep. if i was to literally sit down and go through every provider whereas you can have that discussion with someone in 15 minutes who knows a bit more about it and go actually i think this is the right one for you yeah yeah definitely and having the right kiwi saver fund and provider depending on your income and your stage of life could literally be hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah so definitely worthwhile getting that sorted um second unbiased opinion so those who are really switched on i've still got lots of clients like that because they want more of a strategy and somebody mm. to bounce ideas off you know, if there's a little bit of conflict between uh, the couple, uh, you know, I'm the cheapest marriage counselor <laughs> in town trying to keep couples together uh, and the ability to kind of forecast and project. And the other bit is, do we need to run faster? Do we need to run sl go slower to achieve our goals? Because yeah. there's certainly that component as well. Oh, absolutely. Do you want to tell us about mortgage broken? Well, let me tell you about mortgages, debt, baby. No, look, so in a similar, um, I guess, kind of scope, we are financial advisors, but we specialize in debt and mortgages and the ability to leverage your position. We use leverage to grow your wealth a lot faster than if you were just investing without leveraging this um, to grow the size of the asset. So, you know, uh, it's funny every time we have these discussions, you know, we can talk to people about how much you can borrow, where might be best to borrow, uh, what loan products or mortgages might be best for you, the particular banks and their credit policy, structuring debt, you know, uh, the different types of products, revolving credits, offsets, fixed, floating, uh, capping interest, non-capping interest. You know, there's a whole lot of different stuff. And don't get me wrong, it all sounds really technical, but um, everyone loves hearing about the fun stuff, about the like the mezzanine finance, the caveat lending, the no-doc loans, you know, the asset lends, the specialist products. 
Um, and sometimes we get customers coming to us who are like, no, no, like, give me, give me that, give me that. I'm like, all you need is a mortgage. Yeah. Or I'm like, or actually, I'm like, you know what? If you went out and got a personal loan, yeah, this would be significantly cheaper for yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, look, we're we're very similar to James in terms of being financial advisors. We just are quite specialized in what we're doing. Um, but you know, I think really what we are, aside from someone who goes out and finds the debt for you and structures it and does the technical stuff, is a sounding board for ideas. We look at properties all day, every day. We look at different debt structures. We look at different uh, investments in terms of property all day, every day. So, you know, we can give you the quick 30 second, like, oh, I think this is a lemon or, oh, yeah, this actually, I think there's something there and here's why. So, yeah, we do do a lot. The other bit is I've been talking to some people recently where they've um, just refinanced, um, just sorry, fixed their mortgage for five years and we're at the top of interest rates and it's quite clear they've gone to their bank and just done it themselves. Mm. The structure of, um, and all in like one loan and the structure of um, how to fix your loans based on your situation, what to do, if we're going to repay it off faster, how do we do that in a way that we've got some flexibility this bank versus that bank in yeah. terms of your lending criteria, the amount of times that we somebody comes and goes, the bank told me no. You might even go back to the same bank we and do. get told yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of that, like, you know, uh, comes down to how much you can borrow and where might be best to borrow. Split banking is another thing that's really popular at the mm -hmm. moment. Uh, but, you know, just splitting your banking up doesn't make sense. You've got to do it in the right order. Otherwise, you end up shooting yourself yeah. in the foot. So, again, it's one of those things where, like, you don't need a mortgage broker you could go do it yourself. The chances are you probably might get it wrong though. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can't just say to the bank, oh no, let's just fix this. I'm going to take this here and put this there. Yep. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. The other piece that we haven't, like we're talking about the more technical stuff, mm. just being a first home buyer and being like, you just expect me to adult with this stuff straight away. Having somebody can hold your hand mm. through all of this um, Talk to you about the costs. Yeah. Am yeah. I close? Am I close yeah. to being able to buy a house or yeah. not? How I, often does it happen when people don't think they're like, close like, and they can do it's it? It's like the best bit of my job yeah. is getting someone into their first home. But when someone comes to me and goes, I think we're like four years away, I'm like, you can do it tomorrow. Yeah. Let's go do the thing. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, so that is mortgage broking. Now our favorites. Accountants. Woo. So granted, do you want to go to the pub with them and have a chat? Nah, they're a pretty dry bunch. <laughs> There's just not a lot of bants there at all. You know, the financial advisor's mortgage broker, that's where the party is Yeah, at. we're the DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the, like the cabling guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the dude drinking the Corona at the bar by himself. Um, so, Mike, who needs an accountant? Oh, look, um, anyone who is not PAYE, self-employee, with basically an owner-occupied house yep. is probably going to need an accountant. And by that, I mean, if you are uh, self-employed, if you are a contractor, if you own a business, uh, if you have a property portfolio, chances are you are going to need accountant. And like all of the other um, kind of advisors and advice we've talked about, yep, you can do it yourself. But in this instance, if you don't have an accountant and you come to me and you go, here are my accounts in an Excel spreadsheet, I will slide that PDF back across the table and go, thanks, there's nobody. Yeah. You need an accountant. Yeah, yeah. So an accountant will help you understand your financial position because that's really important. Your tax obligations, if you mm. if you screw up with the IID, it ain't going to be fun. Um, they'll help you with financial forecasting. If you're a business, um, you have, you, I mean, if you're running a business, mm. you need a really good accountant yeah. to essentially, I mean, there's heaps of like mom and pa shops running around. Having somebody external that's supporting you, that's helping you, I, I, 
uh, understand how to grow. The other piece around accounting is you get what you pay for. Yeah. So sometimes people just be paying for tax returns mm. where it's quite, and they go, I'm getting nothing else from my accountant. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go and talk to them about the other services and going, here's where else I would like some support from you. Yeah. And um, on that side of things, you, you fundamentally need a really good accountant because it is so technical but also because they can give you really good advice around running a business. Mm. You know, we've we've seen the difference between good and bad accountants just in some of our self-employed clients that we work with and people who own businesses. And getting it right, uh, you know, getting it wrong just costs you more in terms of growth opportunities, tax, and kind of, to be honest, interest costs because you're not taking money out of the business mm. to pay down your owner-occupied debt. And I know, I know I'm not an accountant. Everyone coming at me like, oh, you can't take everything out. I get that. But we've seen it where it's just not working very well. And it, yeah, it's just a bit of a shame. Yeah. So moving on to lawyers. Uh, so the first thing is if you, I mean, there's this great story on one of the OG episodes of Checks mm, and Balances with Sean cool. McGurvin, who's a lawyer at Hague Lion, uh, was talking about somebody who was just about to buy a house and found, found out there was going to be train tracks running through the backyard. And that's a really good example around if you're um, about to buy a property, the due diligence that a lawyer can provide. Yeah, you're just throwing a couple of grand at them. And yeah, you feel like it's a waste of money, especially yeah. if they took it all off. But what happens in one of the biggest transactions you make if something's wrong? Yeah, and to be honest, every time I hear a lawyer get remotely technical, I'm like, that's why you need a lawyer, right? We have we have a little bit to do with Hagline in terms of the property team and the family team. And every time I hear like, Amanda, Jenny, Sean, someone, anybody just like drop into lawyer chat. I'm like, yep. oh, wow. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's why you guys are specialists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are actually good with the drink flow as well, though. Mm. So like if you, you know, stay away from the accountants with the partying side, the lawyers, <laughs> the can lawyers be fun. are good. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting a will and power of attorneys, once again, not fun. Nobody likes to think mm. about dying. But if something did happen, you, you would be surprised about how often assets get split up. If you don't have power of attorney and you're incapacitated, you mm. have to go through the courts to try and get either control over who pulls the plug. Um, I bags to pull the plug on Mike or who has control over the money. You have to get in line, mate. Um, and I think the other, the last one, right, is we often, we we give advice to our customers to go see a lawyer and see a specialist lawyer. Um, and to be honest, a specialist lawyer may charge you more upfront. However, Nine times out of 10, they get the job done quicker and more thoroughly. So don't be put off by the upfront cost of a lawyer. You know, like you can get your mum and dad's lawyer who did their first house in 1970-something to do the due diligence and conveying on a new build property for you. However, one, they probably shouldn't still be practicing. And two, if they're a generalist, they, to, honestly, they sometimes they just stuff it up. Yeah, it's really it's frustrating. Not yeah, it's not always better. Yeah. So make sure you get yourself a good lawyer. And here's the bit, the next piece here is the piece that I really wanted to talk about. Professionals also have a network of experts to help with other things. If you think about like the phenomenal people that we know in and around the property industry, the investment industry, who we leverage for our customers' benefit constantly, like it's that's where a lot of the value comes from as well. Mm, yeah, mm. definitely. So the action for today is... If you have one of these professionals, um, a financial advisor, an accountant, a mortgage broker, a lawyer, first thing, are they doing a good job for you? Now, once mm. again, it's not a sales pitch. Come and talk to no. us. But if you've got one of these people working for you and you feel like they're not doing a great job, there is good and crappy people mm. in any industry. It's really important you have the right team behind you. 
if you do have one of the gaps and you go, I do not have somebody and would like somebody to support me in one of these areas, reach out to two or three and kind of find out who you gel best with and make sure you're building the team to help you take steps towards achieving your goals. Yeah. It'll be far more efficient than you kind of hitting the bumper bars as you go. Yeah, 100%. We'll catch you tomorrow. Make sure to sub, make sure to review and give us a like. Cheers.